Welcome to the first episode of Portfolio Cast. Today, we're speaking to Ben Legg, founder and CEO of the Portfolio Collective, which aims to support both new and experienced portfolio workers. Ben started his portfolio career around a year ago after 15 years of being a CEO at tech companies across the globe. He now has a portfolio career as a CEO mentor, board member, and career advisor. So without further ado, here's Ben. Hi, Ben. Hey. What gave you the idea to start the Portfolio Collective? So it kind of crept up on me over a few months. So during lockdown, I was running a weekly workshop offering career advice to friends and family. It's just kind of a Zoom. You know, anyone asks me career advice, I say turn up on Wednesday and, and join in the conversation. And as the lockdown got more and more deep and, you know, more and more people got put on furlough or laid off, etc., I started to ask myself, why am I helping people polish their CVs and apply for permanent jobs that either don't exist or have a thousand applicants for every job? The reality is there just are less permanent jobs in existence. And that's, yes, it's been exacerbated by coronavirus, but the reality is this was a long-term trend that's been forecast by the OECD and others. So in the end, I said, I want to be really helpful. I'm going to turn my weekly workshop into helping people find other types of work beyond a permanent job and started doing a ton of research and meeting all sorts of cool people and realizing there's actually, you can have an amazing career, a, a portfolio career by doing a combination of being paid per hour, being paid by the day, being paid on a deliverable, you know, collaborating with startups. It goes on and on, we can go in, in, into many depths. And I thought, that's kind of what I have, but everyone's path's different. So I have a portfolio career. Other people probably need to build a portfolio career. I want to help them do that. And I realized no one else was really doing it, I think, the right way. So I said, right, I'm going to try and build this thing. Ah, fantastic. For a lot of people, they don't necessarily understand kind of what a portfolio yeah. career is and kind of what it consists of. So could you maybe just give us a bit of background about that? Sure. So a portfolio career really is, it, it's a career in which you do not have one boss or work for one company, but you have multiple sources of income. At the simplest level, that's it. Now. There are lots of subtleties to it. So some people might think, well, you know, that's called freelancing. I might argue that freelancing is more like getting paid per hour, you know, but you don't work for a company full time. A portfolio career is much broader than that. So we basically say, what are all the ways to monetize your skills? As I say, you can, you can certainly charge by the hour, you can charge by the day, but there are some people who work for free for startups in return for stock options. There are some people who write training courses, upload them online and get paid every time someone watches a course. Uh, there are some people who do board jobs or temporary jobs or advisory board jobs. There are others who teach people what they know and get paid for it. So it's basically multiple sources of income and multiple ways of making money. But that's where the Portfolio Collective is focusing, is on people who want to have an amazing differentiated uh, portfolio career. So somebody who has a full-time job, what do you think would be the main benefits that you would espouse for a portfolio career for somebody who's worked for the last kind of 20 years within a, a permanent role? Yeah. Uh, a few things. First of all, on average, portfolio career professionals earn significantly more than people in permanent roles. That's not a bad uh, starting point. Significantly more, often two or three times as much per day or per week. The key is that how do you fill your time enough that you can you know, continue to earn more? You get a lot more freedom. So typically you can work from anywhere. You're, you're less tied to working with one team or one office so you can work from home or work from abroad you know you can work for companies internationally etc with a portfolio career 
you work with multiple teams on multiple projects. So if you are easily bored or you know, want to have a lot of you know, diversity and, and intellectual stimulation, it can be really good. It's a way of ensuring your skills are cutting edge. I'd say staying in one full-time job is a very high-risk strategy. You get laid off, you don't know if you're employable ever again, especially with permanent roles in decline. In a portfolio career, you have to stay cutting edge, otherwise you'll never win business. And so you know you're employable, you know your skills have a value, et cetera. For some people, they don't want to work you know, long hours, they want to work 20 hours a week, 30 hours a week with a portfolio career, that's much easier. Even for those who are in permanent work, they might want a side hustle, you know, a start of a portfolio career because it's extra income, it's a, a safety net just in case they lose their jobs, et cetera. So I think for almost anyone, unless they're in a full-time job that takes 80 hours a week and they just have no spare time or they have a family situation where they don't, but anyone who, if they, where they have a full-time job, have a bit of spare time or just want to optimize their life, I think portfolio career is a really exciting thing to do. It's something that a lot of people have tended to kind of gravitate towards without necessarily formalizing it with a name. Is that the kind of thing that people have been talking about? Yeah, today? there's definitely a lot of it when people say, so what is a portfolio career? What's the portfolio collective? And I tell them and say, I think that's what I've got. So actually there are way more people who do it than the record suggests. So I, for example, I think in the UK right now, officially there's about 300,000 people with portfolio careers. My guess is there's probably a million already, although there are probably a few million, three, four, five million in five or 10 years time. So it's a r rapidly growing way of working. The other interesting fact, again, I'll just use UK um, stats because I know them better, but of the 32-ish million people in the workforce in the UK, 16 million people have a side hustle. So 16 million people are saying, my day job either doesn't pay me enough or isn't fulfilling enough, or I've got other interests and I think I can monetize them. So actually there's 16 million people who arguably are taking one step towards a portfolio career and would find it much more straightforward to actually turn it into a full-time career. You've had kind of side hustles for as long as you can remember. How did that influence you in terms of your path towards becoming a portfolio career professional? Yeah, so some of it was just for fun. And I guess, so for example, as a teenager, I used to buy and sell things. I've done all sorts of random stuff in holidays like... Um, you're putting up scaffolding, making sandwiches, working in a pub. So it's a mixture of sort of side jobs and then side hustles where, you know, are kind of doing a little bit of trading or whatever it might be. Those I would argue were just mainly for, for money. But as I became more professional, I started doing things like making speeches at conferences or working with investors to help them with due diligence or doing a bit of consulting or joining boards. And I was doing that even when I had a full-time job. I just had to restrict myself to say, five, six, seven hours a week because I had a full-time job. So I guess when I decided, and it was only a year ago, I said, I, you know, I think I'm going to have a portfolio career and not have a day job, that I had to say, what can I do? And actually spinning up my side hustle into 20 hours a week of paid work was quite easy. Getting from 20 to 40, 50, et cetera, took a bit longer because then I had to say, right, I've got room. I want to be selective. I want to do something that pays well is interesting, working with great people and trying to be fussy while also realizing that you can't do nothing because you know, that's not productive. So, but, but I think having a side hustle, if you have the luxury of time, you have a day job, but you want a portfolio career, I would absolutely say start a side hustle first. Ideally, the side hustle is the thing you're going to turn into a career. It doesn't have to be, but it means that you probably set up a company. You probably have a business bank account. You know how to pitch for work. You start testing our supply and demand. How much demand is there for your services? How much can you charge? It makes it much, much easier to quit the day job 
and go all in on a portfolio career if you've been getting ready for some time? I think that it's a really positive thing to do even before you start a portfolio career, just because it also gives you a bit of knowledge about what to expect. So at the moment, obviously, economic conditions are constantly changing. So why do you think now is a time when portfolio careers are going to expand? Sure. So let's start with some of the market data. And these will bulk up because they're changing all the time. But the UK, when there's full employment, there's something like 32 million people have jobs because they want to work. Uh, right now, there's already something like 3 million unemployed, about 9 million on furlough, and about 3 million self-employed people being paid by the government to do nothing. So that's 15 million people. Now, depending on which economist you believe, it seems likely that only something like half the people on furlough will get their old jobs back. Maybe it's two thirds. But whichever way you look at it, there will be five plus million people unemployed in the UK. And it might be eight, but you know, let's even just assume five, six million. If you look at the number of permanent roles posted right now, there's about 400,000. If you actually work out which of them are real jobs, not duplicates of jobs or you know, jobs that have just been filled or jobs that will never be filled, it's probably more like 200,000. So sticking to neat numbers, you've got something like 5 million people applying for 200,000 jobs. The maths doesn't work. So most people out of work will not get a permanent job in the near future. But then there's a much bigger trend going on, which is most companies want less permanent headcount. They don't need as much. The world is changing so fast that you don't want to build big teams because all you're doing is building big teams and then shutting them down again because the world changed. So companies want to be more nimble. If they want a project to test something new, they'd rather do it with freelancers or consultants or you know, external experts rather than with internal employees. There might be a couple of internal employees, but there are a lot of freelancers. If you want an expert, you probably don't, can't employ that expert full time. So you bring them in for a project or for a few hours or for a few days. You, you, bet you want to build a new marketing campaign, you probably outsource it, whether it's to an agency or an individual. You're in a hurry to staff a team, you staff it with contractors, maybe some of them become full-time. So the, there is a boom in companies outsourcing work on various forms of, of part-time basis. In fact, in an interview, I think from this year, or an article from this week, something like 25% of all companies are planning to increase the number of people that they hire in a kind of non-traditional outsourced way. That's much more positive than, than, than the, the permanent jobs plans. So there's not much chance of getting a permanent job. There's a ton of other interesting work. So what that means is a lot of people who used to have a permanent job, now they need a portfolio career and they need help. And what I want to do is help them make the transition, get started, win their first piece of work, win their second, win their third, and then over time build a sustainable portfolio career. So I just think the timing's perfect. And I kind of looked at the market and said, is anyone doing this? You would have thought there is someone and couldn't really find anyone. So there are plenty of jobs boards. You know, there's platforms like Upwork uh, where, you know, freelancers can bid for work, companies can post work. But we actually found 86 of those platforms. So for a, freelan a freelance or a portfolio career professional, just working out what are the platforms and how do you use them is really, really complex. There are training courses out there, but most of them will train you leadership skills, presentation skills, maybe even how to create a startup, but not how to build a portfolio career. So we basically said, let's build a community of portfolio career professionals and offer training, community, networking, et cetera, to help people get started successfully and then just continue to optimize their portfolio career basically for as long as they want it. Yeah. There are going to be a huge number of redundancies and the majority of those redundancies 
aren't necessarily going to be from the jobs that are there no longer needed. Mm -hmm. The reason is purely financial. Yeah. So there's going to be so many companies with brain drain, they still need to perform the tasks that these people were doing, mm -hmm. but there is no way that they can bring them in full time. Using portfolio workers and freelancers to be able to, to fill that kind of brain drain that mm -hmm. the companies are having is going to be absolutely essential for the economy to recover because without them, companies aren't going to be able to function. Yeah. The, the other thing I would add is that companies don't need to self-optimize and say, who's the best person we can get through the door in our town? You know, now that everyone's working from home, companies are saying, I can get really good people because I, the, the whole world is my talent pool. And so from that perspective, it's like, do I want to get a mediocre person from my own town because they live within a few miles of the office? Or do I want the best in the world and the best value in the world? So the best combination of skills and money. And most companies would rather have the latter. And so there's also an element of with everyone working from home, uh, it's much easier to pull in contracts or freelancers from somewhere else in the world. Yeah, 100%. The number of roles now where location is just left blank <laughs> it just shows how different things are. Because there's not really any need to search within a specific geographical Absolutely. parameter. So I've, I've got a, a one-person consulting business because it's me, but I outsource loads of work because I've normally got too much to do. And I probably outsource to between five and eight people per month, whatever it is I'm doing. None of them live in London. They all live either elsewhere in the UK or somewhere else in the world. I've got definitely got people in the US, Canada, India, Pakistan, Singapore, the UK, and the Netherlands, and probably more. But yeah, that's a pretty good list. It basically means I can just find the right person for the job and not worry about geography. Yeah, I think especially during lockdown, more and more people have seen that you don't need an office to be productive. Maybe that's potentially another reason why we're likely to see an increase in portfolio workers, because people realize, oh, wait, I can work at home. And yeah, absolutely. Yeah. In terms of the type of person, that you think a portfolio career would be particularly appealing for or that would excel mm. in a portfolio career? What kind of person do you think is drawn towards it? Yeah, so it's a good question because not everyone is. The first thing is you need to be able to identify reasonably unique monetizable skills. Now, it doesn't mean you have to have them on day one, but you need to be able to develop them. So one of the key things I think that differentiates portfolio career professionals is they're not scared of much. If there's a, a project out there that they haven't done before, they'll work it out. Now, it's normally peripheral to their skills. So there's an element of fearlessness is, is if my client has a problem, I'll help them solve it. I don't need to be taught how to think. I don't need to be taught how to do things. I don't particularly want to have to do things according to a certain company's process. I like problem solving. I like serving clients. I like trying new stuff. There's an element of fearlessness in there. There's an element of self-motivation. The reality with a portfolio career is it's not like with a permanent job where you have to put a lot of work into landing the job and, you know, getting up and running quickly. And then to a certain extent, you can get into a, into a rut, into a routine where you just do your job and you, you know, turn your brain off a bit or you kind of slow down your, your pulse a little bit. In a portfolio career, any client could bin you at any stage. Any bit of work could roll off at some stage because the project's finished or the client ran out of money or the plan changed or whatever it might be. So, you need to be constantly hustling to say, how can I get more work from the existing clients? How can I win new clients? How can I develop my skills to be even more future-proof or valuable? So there's definitely an element of a real drive to grow yourself, grow your client list, et cetera. Now, obviously with that comes networking and not necessarily you know, old school networking of hanging around in clubs, but you know, getting active on LinkedIn, getting active in groups, trying to discuss and work out the future, 
staying in touch with former clients, that kind of thing. So definitely a bit of fearlessness, a lot of self-motivation and self-improvement, a decent amount of networking, and then just the usual thing that big companies would want too, which is just professionalism. When you apply for a job, you do a really thorough job with zero spending mistakes and awesome thoughts. When you deliver a piece of work, you do such an amazing job that you win follow-on work at some stage. You can't afford to be sloppy at all as a freelancer because no one will hire you back. So they're probably it. I'd say the, the fourth skill is something all organizations want. The first three are probably slightly more focused on portfolio career professionals. Sure. It sounds like the kind of person who would be naturally entrepreneurial anyway. Yeah. I mean, if you think about a portfolio career, it's effectively you're a startup CEO, but it's a company of one. Yeah. What do you think the potential is for a kind of portfolio careers to develop into new startups? I mean, we saw a huge boom in startups kind of around between 2011 and 2016. Yeah. Do you think that a portfolio career is essentially just a precursor to a startup? I, I think if you do the numbers, it can't be for everyone. The reality is there's going to be millions of portfolio career professionals in every developed economy. Not all of those can turn into startups, or we'd have millions of startups. But could it be the springboard for a lot of people to turn what starts off as a service or a product idea into a company? Absolutely. The other thing I say is I work with a lot of startup CEOs. One of my portfolio jobs, as well as mentoring startup CEOs, a lot of them have a portfolio career to fund their startup. So it's a way of making money with a certain skill set while you try and build a company on the side. And sometimes they're linked and sometimes they're not. And also a lot of people you know, choose a portfolio career because they don't want to manage a team anymore. They don't want to work, you know, 40, 50, 60 hours a week. They'd rather work 20 or 30 as well. So, so there are a lot of motivations for a portfolio career and not all of them is I want to change the world. Some of them is I just want to be really, really good at something, make a few clients happy, work from home, spend a bit more time with family, whatever it might be as well. And there are those who want to change the world. There's obviously, you know, ways to start, which will give yourself the solid foundation that will allow you to kind of grow quicker. So yeah. what advice would you give as they're starting out? Yeah. So, so there's a few steps you really should go through before launching. And if you just launch in, you might win work and then you might let that define you. And it may or may not be the right work for you. It may or may not be the right rate. It may or may not be the right client. So there's a risk that you get into a different type of rut from a permanent job which is the wrong kind of portfolio work. So it is good if you have time to take a step back and say, why don't I launch myself correctly? There's a few steps to doing that. So the first one is to really think through what are all the skills that I have or that I would love to learn? How valuable are they? How much in demand are they? And what am I going to do to define my special skills, enhance my special skills, et cetera? Just really just saying the best portfolio career professionals stand for something they are great at something, they differentiate themselves. What's that for me? Then it's getting the word out. And, and there's the obvious things like do an amazing job on your LinkedIn profile to, to stand out, build a website, even if it's only a one page website that really explains what you do. Those two things alone help say to people, I'm professional. You may or may not win tons of work from it, but when people are thinking of working with you and check you out, they'll check your LinkedIn and they'll check your website. So make sure they're awesome. Then it's a case of, going out and trying to actually win work. Now, simplicity, there's two ways of winning work. There's actually thousands. One is to go through the platforms, you know, go to Upwork and try and win some work, go to Eden McCallum, go and do some work, go to TopTal. As I say, there's 86 platforms out there that we found, which probably means there's 150. It's a good way to get started it's because there is real work there. So if you can win it, there's jobs now. They're also more competitive. So you need to really put a ton of effort into your profile on those platforms, thoughtful sales pitches, et cetera. But if you can do it, 
it's a fantastic way to get started. You can actually fill your whole calendar with work from platforms. So that's a good way to get started. What I've found, and again, I've, yeah, I have met with and interviewed hundreds of uh, portfolio career professionals is typically the very best work comes from networks. It might be former colleagues who are still at your old company and want to bring you back. It may be people who work with the one company they've moved on. It may be because you are helping out on an accelerator with startups and one of the startups says, can we hire you? It could be because you were working with the charity, met someone at the charity who actually also has a company. You know, get out there, network in lots of different ways. There's so many ways to do it. And that tends to win you bigger pieces of work with less competition because they often say, can you do this work? How much will you charge? They're not asking 100 other people to apply. So it tends to be better quality, better paying work. But that takes time. That can take six months or 12 months to fill your whole calendar with that. So I'd say you probably want both. Win work through the platforms while trying to win more work through your network. The other thing I would just say, and it's less about starting out, but in your mind, don't think the way you make money in month one is the way you make money in month 12. The reality is you need to keep iterating because whatever skills you have today will be commoditized. So you've got to constantly say, how do I get better at this to stay ahead of commoditization? Mm. And I think that one of the boundaries that's kind of traditionally existed is, you know, the element of, oh, I'll get lonely if I'm not working in an office. Mm. But I mean, the reality is almost every single person across the UK is now working from home. So I'd say, I, so in general, I agree with you. So in, in the world pre-lockdown, a lot of portfolio career professionals did say it's a bit lonely and not because they're not, because they're also, they're working with lots of human beings. So they're getting human traction, but the teams they're working with keep changing. So there's an element of you don't belong to a tribe. Um, whereas if you're in a company, you belong to a tribe, you know, your tribe is your work colleagues, but the people who used to work in offices feel a bit lonely now. There's not as much camaraderie as they used to be. But the other thing with portfolio career professionals, the ones that have had the most successful careers are actually very good at staying in touch with clients, staying in touch with friends. They often do something in the community, often have great family lives because, you know, they're working from home more, et cetera. So they compensate for the lack of being in one team at one company with, other ways to, to stay plugged into society. Sure. What do you think the definition of a successful portfolio career is? It's a funny one to go, but the first thing I'll say is every single portfolio career is different. Yeah, everyone comes from a different place. Everyone wants different things out of life. Everyone has a different family situation. Everyone has different financial needs. Everyone has a different skill set. So of the, I'll hazard a guess that I've chatted to 300 portfolio career professionals in the last three months and read a lot of articles that cover more I haven't seen two careers that are the same yet. So there is a wide variety. But if you try and hazard a go at what does success look like? Number one, you stand out, meaning you either worked out a unique way of serving clients or a unique way of monetizing your skills that you can kind of say I'm the best in the world at something. Now, you may or may not be, but other people think you are. I mean, the reality is you might be an amazing videographer and people think you're the best, but there's other 50 people with the same skill set. But people think this person is awesome and you think, hey, I'm pretty good at this. It's a mixture of the feedback you get from clients, uh, the quality of your work, the rate you can charge. So just being really good at something. The second is balancing the portfolio. So never having a month off unless you want a month off, which some portfolio career professionals do take a month off in the summer or whatever, but constantly just keeping an eye on the portfolio and seeing how that project's rolling off then, how am I gonna fill the gap? This work is boring me. What do I do to replace it? This skill is, getting commoditized, how do I either improve my skill or find a different skill? So there's just a constant sort of continuous improvement and fine tuning. And one of the reasons it's called a portfolio career is you should treat it like a financial portfolio manager manages their investments. 
which is saying I need to invest more here, less here. I need to keep an eye on trends here, etc. So there's that. I'd also say just as with most things in life, balancing your portfolio career with your life. So making sure you can fit in exercise, fit in family time, fit in, you know, travel, whatever it might be. Yeah, most of the best portfolio career professionals also work for some kind of charity and they offer their skills for free to a charity just as, or, or some other good cause as a way of giving back as well. So trying to get that whole balance, you can really have an amazing life if you get it right. But you've got to be constantly fine-tuning it. Such a kind of wide concept. But I guess that the, the definition of success is going to be entirely different for different people. Absolutely. How do you think that your life personally has changed since you began your portfolio career? Yeah, the first thing is more working from home, for sure, just a very practical one. I'm now in my garage, it might look fancy, but it's actually, that's an Ikea wardrobe with a nice coat of paint. But this garage used to be part gym, part uh, parking space for prams and other junk. I had to tidy it up and use it. Uh, on the plus side, that meant I was mentally prepared for lockdown when it came because I knew I'd be spending a lot of time in here. So that's one. I have built a spreadsheet that forecasts my cash in and cash out every month. I never used to do that because I kind of knew my expenses and knew my income. So now it's like, okay, which jobs will pay when and you know, what expenses do I have? Uh, so that's a, just a, a practical thing. Is you need to manage your money slightly more closely. I have way more intellectual stimulation. I'm not just thinking about one industry now. I'm thinking about multiple industries. That's really cool. I've had to learn to be a better mentor. Now, that's partly the path I've chosen. But I, I've been basically a CEO for 15 years. And um, so I was kind of the boss and you know, had to sort of mostly run things. Now I am, my primary part of my portfolio career is mentoring other CEOs. So I'm not telling anyone what to do. I'm trying to help them solve problems and help them be better CEOs. And so it's kind of a, I had to learn that skill set. Uh, so I read some books. Uh, there's a very good book called uh, The Trillion Dollar Coach um, by Eric Schmidt, which it was excellent. So if you do want to be a, a business coach or mentor, I recommend that. What else has changed in my life? I like it more. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's just more stimulating. I feel way more in control of my own destiny. Uh, more time at home, which is not just working. So now and again, if I've got a free bit of time, lunchtime, I can go for lunch with my wife. I can take my daughter to the park or things like that. So there's not a lot because I'm working hard, but probably more than I used to do. Less travel. That's partly lockdown. Partly, I think the portfolio career, you know, you don't get invited as much to company offsites and uh, what have you. And most of my clients at the moment are UK or Western Europe, whereas most of my previous jobs have been more global. That's not necessarily a bad thing. I probably used to travel too much. Uh, now I miss it a bit, but I think a lot of people miss travel right now. So kind of a lot of changes, but apart from really lockdown, most of them are really positive. Fantastic. Ben, thanks so much for taking the time to talk to me today. A pleasure. Thank you. Thanks. No worries.